welcome back, Calm listeners. This is Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. How's it going, Cal? I wanted to talk about a mini milestone in my life. In the last 30 days, I started a lawn cutting business. And this all came to be because, number one, I think I actually subconsciously saw a thread on Twitter. I think he handles sweaty startups. He basically would preach about doing unconventional things, go clean toilets, go do anything. And I think he even said his brother was doing lawns in his local area. And my background is at 17 years old, you know, I see these signs in university saying make $500 a day. I remember thinking, wow, that's a lot of money. How do I do that? And you go drive two hours from downtown in the subway at five in the morning to York University. And you're sitting in this warehouse full of 60 people. And this guy is standing there who is an entrepreneur from Ottawa. He started his own lawn aeration business, which is called Spring Masters. I'd love to get him on one day if he's listening. So this guy was a hustler, millionaire under 25, really, really grinded it out. And he would get people to do door-to-door sales and you would sell people jobs on the spot. So he had this team of people. That's where I actually got first exposed to sales. And I remember spending 10 hour days in the heat, one ball of water, one little lunch with me and just pushing this 200 pound machine around and the only rules were don't call me unless something's broken and don't get your machine stolen our training was five seconds just push it down a strip and off you go and it was a great crash course the whole idea with door-to-door sales is your job starts at no so if someone says yeah i don't think so first of all you give your pitch of who you are why you're doing this i was a university student and then you start to sell the benefits you show them a flyer all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, sure. It's 20 bucks or 50 bucks, whatever. And you start doing quotes and off you go. So I had that exposure and didn't really do much with it. It wasn't a quote unquote steady job and ended up meandering into the car business. But here we are today and I needed my lawn cut for my rental property. So I start calling around, I call five places. Three were too busy. One, I just didn't like how the guy sounded. He's almost arguing with me. I don't know why. And The fifth guy sounded cool, but he never showed up. I booked him for the next day, no communication. And I said, this is terrible. I'm just going to go buy my own equipment. So I go on Home Depot. They've got this cool brand called Ryobi and they're an in-house battery powered power tools, all this kind of equipment. So I buy a lawnmower, a couple hundred dollars. I buy a weed whacker and eventually I bought a leaf blower and all this kind of stuff. And then I got a little bit fancier with a hedge trimmer and I've got a whole suite now. So I spent about $500 in tools and I cut my lawn and I play around with it. This is my point about learning and growing. So you do something, you have an idea. I didn't even want to start a business out of it, but I actually, you know, test it. So I cut the lawn. You have to learn to not go too short because it's going to burn the grass. And also the challenges I found were that if the grass is too wet or thick, you can't go too low because it's too much at once. It's either underpowered or just doesn't feed through the machine. So you learn all these things as you go. And the batteries were terrible. The last half an hour, I could barely get through half of my lawn on what basically one lawn on one side. So I go on Amazon, double duty batteries. And over time, I buy this little satchel. It's like a toolbox with six of them. And now I'm stacked because I actually was doing a commercial lawn. This is a spa 
maybe 10 minutes down the street and I ran out. So I got a little flashlight in cutting this person's lawn in my spare time in the evening. And this is kind of what I want to illustrate, which is you're not going to know the answers. You got to try something and see where it goes. And all of a sudden, one month later, I've got eight contracts. I'm making a car payment a month, a pretty hefty one. I think I'm at $866 a month in this little project in recurring revenue. So these people are actually calling me every two weeks and you just do the math of what it converts to. But I'm charging $50 depending on the circumstance. And this is for 45 minutes of work, maybe an hour, maybe half hour, depending on you know how fast you move. And I've got it down to a science. I think it's pretty cool. So Cal, as you know, I've been keeping you up to date with that, but I just wanted to celebrate because I hit $1,000 in this small business and it's been 30 days. It was one Kijiji ad, one domain for $17. I bought the equipment and off I go. All these skills leading up to my life, I've always been doing customer service. I've been doing sales. I've been working with clients. What my point is, in order to learn and grow, you have to try things. And then number two, you ask questions to the world and you try a little bit more. What if I try this? Ask yourself why not instead of why all the time. And don't think about what could go wrong. Think about what can go right and get excited about the process. Honestly, man, that's absolutely fantastic. You know, you've shared this with me since day one. And every day you share with me how you're growing, how more signups you're having. It's just the example. This is what we always talk about. And this is also an example of taking what would usually be, quote unquote, a liability or a cost, in this case, equipment. You would have used them for yourself, which is fine, but it's an added cost that you might have not needed. And now you turned it into an asset, an actual revenue recurring asset is something that actually generates you income. And it's another source of income that maybe others might not be bothered to do, even though it's accessible. It's something that you obviously dedicate a lot of time and a lot of work. You know, you gave us the short version of what happened within 30 days, but hearing what you've been going through every day, you're learning the process, how to become more efficient and what to do in certain times when it rains and when it doesn't rain and all of that. So this is the prime example of what we've been preaching since we started, really, an extra source of income. And I would be lying if I'd say that didn't motivate me to try and find myself one extra source of income at the very least right now. And I've just been thinking a few things. I don't know if you mentioned it before, but just having a vending machine business of some sort, even, you know, something very, very simple. Obviously, there are logistics to it, trying to find the prime location that I find will be efficient. But I've been looking into something like that. And it's not something that's out of the box or ingenious or creative. And it won't necessarily, perhaps on its own, make someone wealthy. It might, but I'm not counting on that. But I'm counting that it is an extra source of income that it can potentially be. And I hope our listeners can really reflect on that. And in a matter of 30 days, you've doubled what you've spent alone on the equipment. Having said that, it's not as easy still. So I just want to clarify that. I'm sure you can explain it even better than I would. Yeah, I mean, this kind of stuff gets me excited because it's not just talking about wanting a better life. It's about doing something very small, getting excited about the process, and then feeding into that. I've tried selling teas last year, ran a Facebook ad, didn't get traction as it's called. So I parked that. I probably own 20 domains. I've got ideas. So 
you want to try and work out your creativity muscle. You want to be free flowing of ideas, unencumbered of what people might think and just start telling people, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to build this. There's a wacky guy on Reddit who builds useless inventions and one out of 20 are actually ingenious. And he's almost just doing it for who knows why as a passion. But I bet you that guy either makes money or will make money on YouTube. And all of a sudden, he merges his passion, his creativity with income. And these are the kinds of things that if people get more exposed to, it becomes more commonplace. You don't just know one rich friend. The cliche is people who are rich are snobby into themselves, all these kinds of stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. I grew up with two jobs my whole life. I'll always drive a five hundred car, whether I'm broker or a billionaire. I'll have at least one of them. I enjoy stuff like that you know, have the humility. But here's the thing. I get excited for many milestones in this business. So I had pictures. I threw it up online. I said, I'm half price from the pros. Let me cut your lawn. And off we go. And I remember getting my first booking in the first couple of days. And I was like, yes. And by the way, what actually propelled me to why now? This is a very popular question in investing. Why is the entrepreneur going to make a breakthrough? So there's the right set of circumstances too. I just bought a SUV used that was traded in. So I got an Acura MDX. It's going to be my workhorse. So it's going to be for moving furniture. I want to move away from relying on my workplace for cars, for anything. When I had to move, I had to borrow a parts fan and all this kind of stuff. So I hate asking. I just like being self-sufficient. So I get this SUV and this is also what sprung it about because it is a bit of a messy business. I'm vacuuming the trunk a lot. I'm running down to the yard that's 10 minutes away to dump bins of yard waste, which actually is free. But my pitch, when people say like, what do you do? I said, I get paid to work out and get a tan. And framing everything is what is the key driver of if you're going to do well or not. To me, how you frame things is the output of passion. It is what's going to drive you forward. And it's going to, it's the difference between someone saying, I don't feel like doing it today. I've never been so excited to work when I get home. I'm actually more energized coming home and doing three lawns in two hours. And I did that a couple of times this week. So I've never been so excited for every $50, every $20 tip. I'm getting freezies. This makes my day. This is invigorating. It gets me excited about life. And in order to grow and even try to grow, you have to get excited about the small things. You have to celebrate the small things. And these are the things that will weave in to make a strong brand or a strong business. I mean, I've been talking about margins. I've been talking about all these concepts for so long. I'm glad to actually apply them and leverage tools around me. So I use Square, a payments processing system. I can build my invoices. So landlords love it. I can send them invoices really easily. It's professional. I use Canva for logos. So I've been using Canva for a year now, which is a cool startup from Australia, which is a Photoshop competitor. And they've got a pro version, which I happen to pay for, but that will extend itself to all my businesses. So any kind of infographic or logo I need, I use Canva. And all of a sudden, the diminishing cost with my one login can be spread apart every incremental business. So over time, you get experience with putting together a scrappy website. You get experience with logos. You get experience with the skills that I had said were useful. So door-to-door -door sales, which this is all online presence, by the way. This is one Kijiji ad. 
I think I've got eight contracts. I've serviced 11 people, two are on the fence due to scheduling. And I think it was 80 or so people in the area who have seen the ad. So it's free to post. Ask yourself not what can go wrong. Ask yourself why not. My excitement is going through the roof because this is recurring revenue. This is revenue that's going to be six months out of the year. I'm going to likely have these people rebook next year and the year after. So I start to think this could be something. And I do the math on my throughput. So what can I do? 10 or 20 lawns a week. My goal was to originally pay my equipment in six months. And I accelerated that. I said, okay, well, what if I can pay off my $12,000 SUV by the end of the year? And then set the goal higher. And even if I don't, I'm going to be well on my way. And that gets me excited. So back to your point, Cal, about how do you take an expense and turn it into an income? That's actually your brilliant idea that I picked up on a couple episodes ago, which I was never really top of mind. But I'm like, you got a point there. Why don't I do that? And boom, I took it and ran with it. And here we go. So now my SUV makes me money. And now my lawn equipment. So these are assets that could be income generating. I had thought six months ago to rent out tools, rent out clothes. I threw up a logo on Kijiji as well, and nothing sticked. I could probably talk for an hour about all my ideas that didn't get traction, but I tried. And the secret is not to throw $100,000 into a restaurant and then wonder why you're a failure at business. The secret is to have some humility and say, I'm going to try. I'm going to try for low cost and high effort. And I don't mean spend hours and days. I do this in my spare time, five minutes here, five minutes there. Just when it comes top of mind, I've got some downtime. I feel like working on it. So the clever thing about multiple streams of income and multiple businesses and multiple projects is to not overthink. You strike in a moment of genius of what to try and then you do it. And you can do five minutes a day. You can do very little efforts. And eventually the high level tweaks that will drive your business forward don't feel like work because it just strikes you and you want to do it and then off you go. So what my point is, I can spend time getting a workout, enjoying myself. Even just walking is healthy for people. So here we are and all of a sudden I'm making money. People are paying me. There's demand there. And if I were to be forward looking on this, I'm thinking of a couple things. So I've made a thousand dollars. How do I grow to ten thousand dollars? And my roadmap is going to be growth. So can I copy and paste my success in a couple of ways? So what I'm doing is I'm getting on Google. I just got approved yesterday to get my listing on there. Most lawn care companies have 20, 30 reviews. I'm sure people call them because I called them off Google. So I know I'm going to be better than them. I know I'm going to service them faster. No contracts required. All these value-add things. We always talk about being 10x better. It's really easy to be 10x better than the competition in this case. So I have no issues there, but I'm excited about that growth. So Google, I've ordered lawn signs as people walk by or drive by that may get local bookings. So Tesla grew by word of mouth. They didn't have lots of galleries. They didn't buy these huge dealerships. They saw that when one person got a Tesla, more would order in the area. So using that word of mouth example, or maybe neighbors see a lawn sign, this may get me some more business. So Google, there's that. I may do direct targeting to people with long grass, like flyers, for example. And this will go into a spreadsheet. I will track the results and see where I end up, what is growing, what is working. And this is exactly what I want people to think about, which is 
test for a low amount, but be thoughtful, try different things and see what works. Just brilliant. The fact that you started off just trying to cover the cost of your equipment to the point now that it's income generating is just textbook in a good way. And I just want to mention something that you pointed out earlier. You just have to go for it. You just have to stick with it and just at least take that first step because that first step will actually give you the idea of whether it works or if there's demand. And the fact for you to be just 10x better obviously sounds like a lot. But there's the one thing I remember when I used to work in the car business as well. The guy used to come in, he used to work for the company that provided us the software for our dealership. And every time he'd pass by me, he would say, hey, superstar, how's it going? So I thought he would just call me superstar. And I was just thought, you know, just being nice and just calling all the salespeople superstars. So it was just quite early in my career. And then I realized he was only calling me superstar. And I didn't know why, really. And then as time passed by, I realized that the fact that I was a lot better in sales than the rest of my colleagues, I couldn't figure out why that was. I didn't feel I was doing anything special. But the fact is, I just did my job. I did my job the way I'm supposed to do my job. And that was enough. So like you mentioned, John, you started this and that's actually good enough. People don't expect you to do less. When they pay someone money, they do expect them to show up on time and do their lawn and leave. That's all they're expecting. But the fact of the matter is, you try to do that for someone to come over to your place, do your lawn, and you can even get that done easily, which pushed you to do what you're doing now. So you only need to do what people expect. And this is a prime example of that. Yeah, it's actually how funny how true that is, which is a lot of people who hate their jobs, as I've said, and what happens when you hate your job, you don't perform, you don't give it your all. So if you can give it your all in your project, that's passion. That shows attentiveness, that shows excitement to what you're doing. And not only do you celebrate the small stuff, you celebrate the small wins of making $20 of doing these things. And the most exciting thing to just wrap up here is recurring revenue is how you get your freedom. So you win a lottery ticket, maybe it's not a huge amount, you're not really out of the grind, you win a couple thousand dollars, that doesn't really change your life. Maybe you do make some good investments too, but you still have a job. But Cal's preached about seven streams of income, I just made one that makes me, let's call it $1,000 a month. What happens if you hit seven streams of income or 10? What do you need a job for? All of a sudden you've won back your time. So. If you're serious about taking your life into your own hands and choosing your direction, deciding what you're going to try to make your life better, have no shame, try things, test them, talk to friends, and not everyone will be receptive. Talk to people who maybe vibe with you about that. Find them on Twitter, find them on YouTube, start following people who make content about this kind of stuff. And I promise you, there will be a breakthrough. Not today, it could be years from now, but this is gonna shape who you are and then you'll have a story to tell. And then all of a sudden, you will be preaching about yourself. As I had said before, you know, you take someone who is proud of driving a beater or like a $500 car because that's their identity. Be proud of your identity. Be proud of where you are on the journey and that will make all the difference. Exactly. Just 
go at it. Don't be ashamed of the fact that you need to go and work and push yourself, right? This episode right here would be really etched in my brain. It's such a wonderful time. It's just the beginning for you, John, with this business. And it sets an example. You know, years from now, we're going to be looking back and you thinking, you know, you have 20 streams of income, even if each of them just generates 500 to $1,000 on average a month. Again, why would you need to grind on on the nine to five? And even though 20 streams of income sounds a lot to manage, they can be automated. Eventually, you'll have people who will be working for you, hopefully, and pushing it further. Some will succeed, some will fail. And it's just a matter of trying to figure it out. It doesn't have to be just businesses. It could be a side hustle, like you mentioned. It could be property. 69% of people that are millionaires today were not when they started. So they were not born into a wealthy family or had wealthy parents that helped them get to where they are today. So they're self-made. They got to where they are because of their hustle. They pushed, they persevered. They tried and they failed and tried and failed and tried and succeeded. And it's always easy, again, for us to look back and think, oh, they got lucky or I'm not like them. But that's, I guess, what differentiates you if you think, no, I am like them. Everyone else thinks that they can't make it. And that's why you can. Yeah, it's back to the why not. Why not cut people's lawns? Why not try a business? Why not think about this wacky idea and practice that creative muscle, as I was saying, because if you close yourself into what is expected of you, at least personally, that doesn't make me happy. I have to be out there. It puts me in the zone. It's more true to myself. And these are the kinds of things I think that will only make me better and stronger and smarter with future decisions, future businesses. And back to your employee comment, people will say, why are you wasting your time? They always do the one-for-one value assessment. So they'll always say, well, I don't really want to cut someone's lawn for 20 bucks. I'm beyond that, or I don't have time. But they don't see the growth curve of what this could become. And the only difference between being a good long-term investor or not is seeing the growth curve. And also, at the same time, starting a business, as I'm realizing, I've never really started a successful business. This could be that. So I'm going to dial up the volume knobs on the income. I'm going to explore growing, loading up my schedule, see how much I can do in a week. And my measurement is contracts because that becomes recurring revenue. That becomes a fundamental pillar of success to the business. I've got low cost. I'm making money. There's really just nothing else to explain. I used to never carry cash. Now I've got cash in my wallet. I have extra money coming in and it's liberating. And at the same time, thinking about the employee factor. So I thought, you know, why don't I contract someone to do another 10, 20 lawns a week for me? And in my growth phase, when I hit enough contracts, I will get people and I've already scouted people I know. So you will see a step two to this business, which is one contract employee, probably pay them $18, $20 a lawn. I charge 70 and whatever the market will bear and set a standard of expectation of how the work's done and what that looks like. And it's going to be very clear. This is a part-time business. I'm not hiring anyone full-time at this point. The season's going to wind down in a couple months anyways, but I just wanted to reflect on that and say, I'm super pumped about it. It's been fantastic. I've never had so much fun in a long time and I'm really excited for what's coming down the line. Awesome stuff, John. Keep us posted. Yeah, you got it. We'll do. So with that said, let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you for listening. 
to another episode of Methodical Millions, where you can better your future and better yourself. Thanks, everyone.